Welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM for Thursday afternoon. I'm Ken Cooper, in your Thursday uh, person holding the reins, uh, with Rick Solom in the studio. And I thought it'd be nice to open the show with the Isley Brothers and Summer Breeze. It's uh, a lovely spring day. Isn't that nice to say? It's a spring day, and the sun has been shining for the most part, and it is just a good one. So I thought we'd uh, open up the show with something that we can all agree on. <laughs> At least weather-wise, it's a pretty lovely day today. Glad to be with you today on WIZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Of course, we have the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, 785-7914. I'd love to have you join in the conversation uh, sometime throughout the hour. We are going to be talking about a whole lot of different things. I think I want to touch a little bit on the fact that we are one week and five days away from an election in the La Crosse area, and all through Wisconsin, lots of local things that are going to be uh, voted on coming up on April 2nd. So I think we should try to make sure we are somewhat informed uh, before we go into the ballot. I don't know why it is, but it seems as though these these elections where there are no big national things to be voted on, we just don't seem to be as knowledgeable about when these are the folks that are probably going to in- impact our, our daily life in a bigger way. So we'll talk a little bit about that, see how, uh, see how prepared you are for the elections that are coming up. We are going to talk about ethics, and I, I just think this is just a, a topic that we could talk about for hours and hours and hours. Uh, the virtues that we carry with us throughout our life, there are resume virtues, there are eulogy virtues. We'll talk a little bit more about that, and we'll have uh, Rick Kite on the phone with us. He's the endowed professor and the director of the D.B. Reinhardt Institute for Ethics in Leadership at Viterbo University. Of course, he's busy today. There's going to be a big uh, talk going on tonight at Viterbo University, and we'll touch on that discussion of the Holocaust as well with Rick. And... Just because it's vitally important, we're going to do the Florida Man Challenge a little bit later on. If you're not sure what that is, uh, we will we will fill you in and help you do your own Florida Man Challenge. You know I'll, I'll share it on the Facebook page too, so you can go on the Facebook page and and comment with uh, what what you get. You'll see it. It's pretty self-explanatory. All right, the Florida Man Challenge, among all the other things that we'll be talking about this afternoon on Lacrosse Talk PM. Uh, along with Rick, I'm Ken Cooper on WIZM, News Talk 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. This is Lacrosse Talk PM on WIZM, News Talk 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. I'm Ken Cooper. I've got Rick Solom running the buttons and things here in the studio for me today and obviously uh, answering the phone for us, too. We'll take the Florida Man Challenge a little bit later on today. We'll talk about, I'm more than happy to talk about uh, things like the Green Bay Packers, some big news there. Really, if if you're not one of those diehard people, I, to me it's kind of sad news. Uh, Clay Matthews uh, moving on, but uh, I know I talk to people that are only about the performance on the field, which I guess is fair, um, and they just say, well, it's about time, and so uh, whatever. We, we can talk about that because I was checking in my in my handbook that they gave me. It's, uh, it's called How to Be a Talk Radio Host for Dummies. Um, so I've got that, and I looked, and Chapter 7 on subjects doesn't say that it always has to be angry and divisive political talk. We can talk about other things, but there can be some, some political talk as well. That is fine. First, though, I want to start talking about 
Richard Kite. He's a professor of ethics uh, from the Turbo University and a busy guy tonight. So, Rick, I really appreciate you taking some time to talk with us on Lacrosse Talk PM today. My pleasure. So let's first of all talk about um, the conversation that is going to be had tonight at the Turbo, this fascinating conversation uh, with a Holocaust survivor. Yeah, this is the 14th year that we've been bringing Holocaust survivors into our community. And uh, this year we're featuring Magda Brown. She was a survivor of the uh, Auschwitz-Birkenau concentration camp. And um, a fascinating story because uh, she she actually escaped from the Nazis while on a death march. Um, so uh, it's, uh, you know, every survivor we've had has had a different story to tell. They've They've all been fascinating, and and here's I'll just, what I take away from it every year is here we have people who who face the most horrendous circumstances we could we could imagine, and um and they come through it with with hope and and light and just a a commitment to do good in the world. It's really inspiring. You know, it's crazy, Rick. When you when you when we toss out a phrase like a death march, it really yeah. is almost. Uh, impossible for me to in any realistic way wrap my brain about what that is what that means yeah you know this was after she had been at Auschwitz in this work camp for um for about a year or so and um um so so the conditions were so horrible these are these are people that were literally starving to death um and then at the very end of the war um the Nazis were were marching whoever could leave the camps um you know the the rest were killed but whoever could leave to places like Buchenwald that's where that's where they were marching her to and um yeah uh so imagine it being 18 years old and and um uh, and facing that hey rick uh how much time did you get to spend with Mega and and, and what she like just as a person when she's not talking about this horrific story she's like a grandmother she's <laughs> she's just wonderful she's She's sweet and engaging and uh, and curious. Uh, she's 91 years old and full of energy and life. I was talking with a friend of mine uh, the other day. There was a reception for uh, Magda, and my friend was there, and my friend said, I wish I had her energy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and, and you know, um, I, I just talked to her a few minutes ago. She's kind of getting ready. We're having a little reception for her with a few people, and then she's going to go over to talk. And I asked if she got some rest, and she said, no, actually not very much. But she said, but I'm ready to go. And um, she she gives these talks because she thinks it's so important to share this story. It's so important. And so this is what's driving her. So it's uh, – uh, is it – are we able to just walk up to be there tonight or – uh, yeah, we're going to open the doors at 6 o'clock. We're expecting a full house, so we're, uh, we're pretty sure we'll be turning away people who arrive late. Um, but, yeah, yeah just uh, first come are the first to be seated, and we'll seat people until the house is full. So we have 1,100 seats. All right. Well, Rick, um, that is one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you today. But uh, to, to tack on to that conversation, uh, when I – think about Magda and you think about the Holocaust, the word that comes to my mind is morality and morality gone wrong. And your area of expertise is ethics, which to me has always 
the way I've always expressed what ethics seems to be to me is that it is morality expressed outwards towards society. Is that mm-hmm. accurate? Is that close? <clears throat> I think that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's, um, you know, there's a number of different ways to express it, you know, doing the right thing, um, you know, living with um, with wisdom and courage um, and with justice. Um, but is it harder? Is it harder to live an ethical life than to <laughs> live a, I guess, what is a not ethical life? No, it's easier. Um, I mean, just think that you know, it's it's so much easier, for example, to be honest than to be dishonest because you don't always have to be remembering what lies you told to whom, and uh, you develop relationships of trust and goodwill, and um, you know the. If, for example, in business, if you develop a good reputation because you're honesty and you honest and you have integrity, it becomes so much easier. People aren't always questioning you, and so um, I I think it's 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 easier to live an ethical life. The hard thing is achieving it uh, because there are so many temptations in the world and there's so many opportunities for shortcuts. Well, it seems like perfection. It's not attainable to be purely nope. uh, ethical, but it's you, even if you get close, you're doing well. Uh, absolutely. And yeah, and the kind of yeah, we never attain perfection. We're always doing things that we're that we're either ashamed of or guilty about or we wish we could just do a better job, but that's you know, that's why um it's it's a matter of developing good relationships. We're we're we always live a much better life in relationship with good people. Now, we surround ourselves with other good people, and they kind of hold us accountable. Now, Ken, I play basketball over at Viterbo, and uh, the other day, I, I, you know, ball went out of bounds. It hit me. I didn't call it. It was on the other team. Didn't think twice about it. Didn't feel guilty at all about it. Went on my day. Haven't thought about it since until we talk, until we brought this up right now. But talking. right, yeah. So, but you also know, you know, like. Like so, Rick. I play basketball with you. We have a we have a no swearing game, and um, you know it 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 seems to become pretty normal. I mean, every once in a while somebody lets go a four letter word, but usually it doesn't happen just because that's the kind of a kind of habits that we've all developed with one another. Well, yeah, I might um, say right? one once in a while, but then I actually do feel guilty when I say. It. Yeah, he makes up for it uh, when he gets in here. He lets <laughs> him fly. So, well, I I assume that was the case. Yeah, not all <laughs> not all ethics or lack of ethics um, are as obvious as as Rick's infraction on the ball court. Are are they? Um, well, no, no, um, and this is where. Um, I mean, it's it's easy to sometimes to keep th- things hidden, um, especially when you. Uh, it's easy to escape accountability when you can keep things hidden. That's what I wanted to say. Okay. Um, and so, the more we, the more we can make our lives uh, transparent to others, the better we are. Um, Before right now, there's a lot of attention, for example, to Elizabeth Holmes. You know, the the story that came out, Bad Blood. Um, she was uh, the founder and CEO of, of Theranos. Oh yes, right. Yeah, that's quite so there's a new HBO yeah. series coming out, and there's you know a recent um, podcast about her on CBS, and all, the, all this all this attention. Well, she kept everything hidden. She kept so much control over all of her em, em, employees and over her board and so forth, and and nobody really uh, demanded accountability from her. 
And so she got deeper and deeper into this deception. And so it isn't even clear at the very end whether she even knows or even knew at the time what was true and what was false. Is that, um, by the way, I think, Rick, if we can, let's put a link up to at least some version of that story in case there are folks that uh, aren't aware of it. Sure. We'll put it up on our website. But yeah. are there, it's amazing what you just said. Are there people that, that are living an unethical life or, or even an immoral life, I guess you could say, that don't, that honestly, sincerely don't even realize it because they're so ingrained in the lie? Absolutely. Yeah. This is, and this is one of the, um, um, characteristics of of kind of thinking of, if you think about virtues and vices good and bad character traits um, they they they're not only a, um, a description of how we live they're a description of how we see things um, and so the habitually dishonest person um, really thinks that the honest person is kind of foolish that they're a dupe that they naive Right? Naive, yeah. They tell the truth when they don't have to, and then they get taken advantage of. The only stories about Elizabeth Holm on the Newswire right now are about her low voice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's more to it than that. There's a little yeah. bit more to it than that. We'll, we'll find a story that will give people oh, a quick... We've got to do this with Rick. Rick, uh, have you done the Florida Man Challenge yet? No, I haven't. Uh, do you know what it is? Tell me about it. It's dangerous. <laughs> you enter your name, you Google your name and the yep. day and month of your birthday. Okay. So no you, fl- no, you go Florida man and then oh, your yeah, birthday. Florida man and then you and, and then, then the, your birthday. Yeah. The day. Not the year, but yeah. So so uh I got my Florida man in uh in August on my birthday. Please, Florida man eighty eight burns raccoon over eating mangoes. All right. And I did I did my Florida Man challenge and it is um so it's uh Florida Man January 4th. Uh son arrested for pizza attack on his father. So Oh wow. I'm guessing if it was an argument over sausage versus pepperoni that would be a perfectly ethical reason to attack your father with a pizza. Or, or maybe well, it, I mean, I guess it's as good as any. It's definitely a last slice situation there. Like the, the, you're both kind of you got your your once you're eating one slice and there's only one slice left, and it's like who's going to eat this one faster before you grab that last slice? So, Rick, I just have one more serious question for you. Sure. Well, um, mm-hmm. How do we um, just go about living a, a more ethical life in our personal interactions with people? Well, I, I I think we just kind of identify like where we where we would really like to improve, and then we tell the people around us like help me out with this. Um, it gets hard to change your character as we get older, um, and yet um, if we're if we're committed to being a better person in some way, and we tell people that that we know and who who we admire and respect, we tell people, this is what I would like to improve, help me out with it. Um, They're happy to do that and happy to do it without recrimination and blaming. Um, This is one of the worst things about our society today is we're we're so busy telling everybody else what's wrong with them. Um, We need to spend a little bit more time encouraging one another. I think it's it's true. There's probably 90% of our life we can all agree on, but it's the 10% that we don't agree on that we seem to focus on. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah. Right. Well, Rick, I appreciate you talking with us. Uh, I, honestly, this is something uh, that I could talk about uh, for a long, 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 long time. There's so much more to talk about when it comes to ethics in society and morality. And, uh, and it's just I, I'm glad that uh, Magda coming to town gave us uh, the inspiration to talk about that. And really, it's, it's very moral to, to listen to these stories of the past lest we repeat them. I think that's true, isn't it? That, absolutely. That's right. And, yeah, I'd be happy to visit with you anytime. This is, this is really enjoyable. All right. And, Rick, oh, Rick needs the day and month of your birth. Oh, March 11th. March 11th. And we will do uh, a Florida, do a man, Florida man for you, see what he comes up with. We're doing this oh. live on the radio. Uh-oh. I don't know if you're going to want to hear this. Uh, Uh-oh. Squirrel attacks Florida man, rodent raised by neighbor. <laughs> Oh wow! That I that I like that one. That's really cool. It's got some. That's got some real oomph to it. That's, that's some real American. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's the headline, but there's much more to that story. Obviously, there is. All right, Rick Kite, uh, professor emeritus at Viterbo um, and author of several books on ethics, the endowed professor, director of the DB Reinhardt Institute for Ethics and Leadership at Viterbo. Thanks a lot for the time, Rick, and uh, enjoy the night tonight. Thank you very much. Good night. All right. We've got more to talk about on Lacrosse Talk PM, News Talk 1410 AM, 923 FM, the uh, Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line up and going, ready for you to be a part of things. Uh, go to uh, 785-7914 to do that. You can give us a call or uh, shoot us a text. 785-7914. More of Lacrosse Talk PM on the way. This is Lacrosse Talk PM on a Thursday, so that means I'm Ken Cooper. Rick Solom is uh, pushing buttons for us this afternoon and handling things on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, 785-7914. I would love to have your input on elections that are coming up on April 2nd. And I guess I've got a, a question that is maybe a challenge to some people, and that question is, have you actually put any thought into who you might be voting for? Uh, have you? Do you ever put a lot of thought beforehand? Do you do any research on the people? Um, we've. Um, did you know there was an election? Did you month? know that there was an election coming up on the second? Now, when we talk about, do you know who you'll be voting for? Unfortunately, when it comes to uh, the judge situation, there are only uh, the local judges. There's only none of them are running opposed, so there's not much to choose. I'm not sure. Uh, and nobody likes says. and nobody likes the judges apparently. Everybody says they don't like the judges. They don't like uh, the decisions they make. They're uh, they're too liberal and they're too conservative. Uh, but nobody is running against them. Uh, we have that competition in the state supreme court. Uh, have you thought much about that election that is coming up? Well, um, in lacrosse, I just printed out uh, one of the sample sample uh, ballots just to get a frame of reference. If the community wasn't. If the community wasn't happy with the judges, as as we often hear from you know certain community members, um, and there's what four of them, right? Four of them on the ballot, and they're all running on a post. Five, five of them. Okay, so then maybe like the community needs to band together and say, write in vote Mickey Mouse for all the other, you know, like one person's name, just so just to make it known that hey, we want. Well, and I think one of the things, you know, I think what you just said illustrates a really big point that is almost never acknowledged, and that is we tend to only hear from the people that don't like the decisions that the judges make 
or don't like a decision that the city has made. We tend to only hear the negative reactions to things. I, I guess because people who like what happened are too busy uh, being happy with what happened and going on with their lives, and that's just human nature. So I always think it's dangerous to assume that just because uh, you talk to three people and they are against something, that means everybody is against uh, a particular thing. So I, I, you do need to be careful when you're uh, framing your arguments in that way. So one of the uh, things that I wanted to uh, go back to with our, our conversation with Rick Kite, didn't have a chance to talk about um, a very interesting element to the idea of being ethical and living an ethical life and something to think about, our resume virtues and our eulogy virtues, and they're both important and they're both meaningful. Resume virtues, uh, talk about the traits that can drive your external success, uh, things like that. And eulogy virtues, I think that one is self-explanatory. The qualities that lead to a deeper meaning in life, the things that people are going to say to you at your eulogy. And um, I think that becomes a big part of what an ethical life is. We've got the Better Hearing Center uh, talk and text line uh, up and running. I'm glad to know it works. Hi, who's this? My name is David. Well, I won't say my last name, but I'm responding to uh, the subject you're discussing, which I think is very, very good. Which one? Uh, I have a different view on our criticism of our, our local judges. Many of them I've known for years. I've known them since they began in the public defender's office. Well, one that was a fantastic district attorney for us. And uh, I'm, I'm saddened by that. I know that some judges will make some mistakes. Wait, what are you saddened uh, by, David? What are you saddened by? The fact people don't understand the convoluted uh, system of the law that sometimes judges don't want to have to make unpopular decisions. But uh, the variations of law, I mean, I could name a few, Black's Law, Admiralty Law, Maritime Law, Common Law, and a lot of the appellate law, you know, all this stuff. That's a lot to put in the head of one person. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think it could boil down to an easier solution. And that would be, uh, just as we elect a sheriff, uh, I'm, I'm uh, somewhat disturbed that we don't do the same for the police chief from the outside rather than hire I okay. uh, select, I should say, a police chief from rank and file that knows the social personality of the community and the officers that they, uh, that they uh, select to get a better quality of officers on the street and also to let people uh, that have come up through the ranks uh, that have a very profound commitment to community police uh, improvement uh, relationships, and I I, uh, really respect our Deputy Chief Abraham that is very, very committed to this. Hey, David. David, I appreciate the phone call. Uh, We're going to move on. We're talking about uh, ethics. We're talking about uh, the elections that are coming up on the second. We're a week and five days away from election, and I'm just—I'm uh, really curious on how much thought 
uh, anybody has put into the elections coming up. You can let us know on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line 785-7914. This is Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Ken Cooper, and uh, welcome to the show. Who is this? Eric. Hey, Eric. How you doing? I'm hanging in there anyway. Okay. I just wanted something ethical. Um, the uh, Randy Nelson, the superintendent of public schools, makes one hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year according to the Cross Tribune. Fourteen thousand dollars a month. Is he really worth that? Is any public servant or or the school district? Is that is that w- really worth that? I mean, that sounds just absolutely fourteen thousand yeah. dollars a month. Have you have you ever been a school superintendent of a district this large? Oh, several times. Okay, well then I'm sure you know exactly what you're talking about. Of course not. You know that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I'm saying absurd, obscenely large amount of money. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I and I get that, Eric, and you are more than entitled to your opinion. But just we need to realize that it comes with no form of perspective on what a person in that position should make. Uh, I don't know any better than Eric does uh, whether or not a person is worth that. Uh, who's the baseball player, Rick? They've signed a 12-year contract for like ha- almost half a billion dollars. Mike Trout, $430 million, 12 years. Is he worth that? Uh, if you want to go in with the basic it, it business. wins above replacement, Ken, is most <laughs> ever in baseball history. Um, if, if, you, if you want to go by the basic uh, you know, business 101, if the market will support it, then he is, then he's worth it. So, uh, Eric, I do appreciate the phone call, and David as well. And if there's something you want to say or add to the conversation, let us know on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, 785-7914. I'm Ken Cooper, uh, in on this Thursday, and uh, Rick is pushing all of the buttons for us. And uh, we are, let's see, I'm trying to look at what else we, uh, we're going to be talking about. Uh, the Florida Man Challenge. Has anybody gotten back to us on uh, taking the Florida Man Challenge? You go to Google. And you enter the words Florida man, and then you enter the day and the month uh, of your birthday, not the year. And you uh, find out what comes up. And it is a, a wonderful slice of what America is, is all about oftentimes. We've got a couple uh, half-nude Florida man wearing underwear marked breathalyzer below here arrested for DUI. <laughs> I, you know what? I want... I want the underwear, not the actual. He can keep his, but I want to. We've got to just Google where to buy that now. And then one more. Uh, Florida man's murder was really elaborate suicide by balloon. Please say. Hmm. Okay. I don't even know. All right. Well, that's kind of a downer. There. Let's go back to the breath of <laughs> That's pretty funny. Okay, that's the Florida man challenge. That is the latest craze sweep the nation, kids. It is all over Google, and uh, it has gone viral. So you enter the words Florida man and the month and day of your birthday. Uh, and just put it, put it on see what comes page. up. Yeah, share it on our Facebook page uh, right here on WIZM. We are News Talk 1410 AM and 92.3 FM. And... More time for you to give your thoughts and your opinions. Do you agree with Eric that the school superintendent in La Crosse is making too much money? I would like to know what the average amount of money for a school superintendent in school districts the size of ours is. And I think that would give us the perspective that we need in order to decide whether it is um, adequate or not. I mean, to say it seems like a, a, a ludicrous amount of money. There are, 
there are definitely people that think I'm way overpaid for what I do. Mm-hmm. And some of those people even like me, and they still think that. That's what you do for a living? People and like you? There are people that like you? Now, would your friend Rick Kite, the professor of ethics, think that was a very ethical or moral thing to say to a guy? (laughs) Uh, He probably would have. Well, we're going to take a break, and we will come back and have more of Lacrosse Talk PM and more of your thoughts and more of your comments, more discussion of uh, the politics and the election coming up on April 2nd, and uh, a little bit more about character and ethics as well on WIZM, News Talk 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. All right, we're back on the Crosstalk PM. I'm Ken Cooper. You can join us in the conversation via text or phone call on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line 785-7914. We would love to hear what you have to say. Got an email from uh, Bill. He says, when considering voting for a judge, an ethical person will promise to rule based on the Constitution of Wisconsin and the Constitution of the United States of America. If a candidate does not make that promise, they are unethical. Libertarian guy says, generally speaking, uh, salaries are determined by market forces. A company's ability to pay to, uh, to determine salary. Unfortunately, with a public school system, salaries are not determined in this manner. Instead, they are uh, determined by the ability of school boards to exact taxes from taxpayers. Uh, signed, Libertarian guy. What do you think? Do you agree with uh, either of those thoughts? Uh, you can let us know on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, 785-7914. One thing I do know is that we have an election coming up on April 2nd, and there's something we need to know. Don't vote for the bad man, because he's bad. Very, very bad. Just completely bad. He does bad things. He thinks bad things. He has bad taste, bad hair, bad ears even. Everything is bad. Completely, totally bad. Bad, bad, very bad. Do not vote for the bad man. Because he's bad. Very, very, really bad. This ad against that bad man, paid for by other bad men who don't want to lose the power they've worked so hard to consolidate in order to accomplish their own bad things. Please vote, but not for the bad man. I know I was young at one point. The, the wild part is what really gets me. Thank you, Bruno Mars, uh, Wiz Khalifa, and Snoop Dogg. All on that one, too. Uh, I just kind of like that laid-back feel. Yeah, I was young. I don't know about wild and free. Were you ever wild, Rick? Just, uh, you know, <laughs> down the middle of the lane. Seven eight five seven nine one four. if you want to join in the conversation on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. This is WIZM, News Talk 1410 AM and 92.3 FM. And we've been talking a bit about uh, ethics today, and we've been talking a bit about elections. And I think that those things go together. Um, do you think ethics is an important trait for anybody that we vote for, any elected official in any capacity to have. Are there more important traits for one of those people to have? Um, And one of the questions that I wish I had had time to ask Rick Kite when we were talking with him earlier is, is ethics uh, a universal measurement? Are all ethics the same? 
should everybody across the world have the same ethics? Can they have the same ethics? And is it a is it a black and white line? Either you are a failure at ethics or you are an ethical person. So there's just so much so much that we can talk about when it comes to that. There's subject. too much ethical wiggle room, I think. No, there's no standard. Should there be? Probably could be in certain levels, like on a humanitarian basis. There probably could be, but there isn't. Well, there definitely is not. There definitely is not. And I think one of the things that Rick got to uh, that was interesting is that the fact that a lot of people who do not live an ethical life and really, really live unethical lives, honestly, sincerely, are not aware. Yes, uh, the Zoom site. God bless us all. Uh, are not aware of the uh, unethical nature of their lives and are, are probably convinced that they are leading uh, ethical lives. So one of the things that I wanted to uh, leave you with tonight, one of those thoughts to just include in your, in your thought process as you're thinking about who should I vote for or as you're thinking about all of the issues that we discuss. Yes, Rick? No, you did this last week. Is this, we could call this like Ken's closing or something like that, right? Like you kind of have a closing thought, right? Or sure. do you not? Is sure. No, I do, have a, yeah. I do have a closing thought. We could, we, could, uh, we could get some imaging for it. And, and I'm just kidding, but. Now I've ruined it. No, that's okay. My closing thought is, shut up, Rick. No, that was, no, that was not ethical at all. But my closing thought that I really want to leave you with and something that I really want you to uh, just include in your thought process as you are thinking about the things that we discuss so much, um, think about this. It's a quote attributed to Abraham Lincoln, uh, and he said, Nearly all people can stand adversity. But if you want to test a person's character, give them power. I think that is a, a powerful statement. Most people, nearly all people, can stand adversity. And that is not to take anything away from the adversity that someone like Magna Brown has gone through. And we'll be talking about tonight at Viterbo. But nearly all people can stand adversity. But if you want to test a person's character, give them power. Think about that as you vote for the people who will have some power over the lives that we lead every single day. Would you say a week in five days? A week in five days and we will have uh, an election. Is it one of the big splashy elections with all these people that we've heard of, heard of before? Nope. But it is very important. These people will have some power over the lives that we all lead right here at home. And... Uh, it's important that we put some thought into that and think about the people to whom we give our power. And think about the kind of people that it takes to make the world go round. It takes every kind. That'll wrap things up on Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Ken Cooper with Rick. Uh, we've got uh, Mike Meyer in for you tomorrow night.